The content of this recording is copyrighted by Sandler Systems, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. Building Blocks of Success. All right, listen, we've already had a conversation about a handful of things. We've talked about the basic premise of how some of us are lean away from and other people lean into. Just basic foundations of attitude. We also talked about the importance of having desire. Desire is about really that burning passion that we have to succeed at something, and those are typically called goals. And the big difference between a goal and a dream and making sure that if we do have goals and we have that desire, that we also have the passion to follow through with it, and that's really commitment. And commitment is about making sure that you do what's necessary to fulfill the plan that you have, of course, legally, morally, and ethically. But a lot of people will say an awful lot, but they don't act a certain way. And that's one of the reasons I love and I feel sad uh, is an awful lot of people have limited commitment. Their, their words will say one thing. They're great at speaking it, but when it's time to do it, when it's time to perform it, when it's time to act it, is usually when it falls off the wayside. So, you know, commitment's really important. Then we talked about with commitment that when individuals, look, when you're committed to something, you want to get it done and you don't do it, you're going to stand up and say, look, and I messed it up or I didn't get it done. So very important building block of success is the successful mindset, which is ownership, responsibility, and accountability, and not making excuses. Because people who are excuse makers are often accepting excuses. And if you stop making them yourself, you will also stop accepting them from others. It's one of the basic fundamentals about excuse making. Now, this session, we're going to be talking about the fourth component. And the fourth component is really about outlook. And outlook, as most things we've been talking about, really has three components to it. So outlook is how you really feel about a couple things. It's how you feel about really the marketplace. And the marketplace is really the vertical that you're in, the industry that you're part of from a global standpoint. So really, how do you feel about the marketplace? And the second piece is we get a little more granular than we get to how do you feel about the company you're with? Now, when we talk about company, that could mean things like you may love the company, but the division that you're part of, ugh, or the division you love, but unfortunately the territory you're part of or the manager you're below, ugh. So one of those pieces is part of the company, right? So you have the marketplace, the vertical, and or how do you feel about the company you're part of? So those two things do play a big part in your outlook. And that's your, the way you look at the world. The, second, the third piece, which is really the one I want to spend a couple seconds on, has a great, great, massive impact on your outlook. And that's not how you feel about the vertical or how you feel about the company. It's really about how you feel about you. And what I mean by that is, is it's your, your self-esteem. It's your ego. It's your self-esteem. It's your self-worth. Now, we're going to spend a lot of time on this later, but just realize that there are individuals that believe that there are less than they are. And there are some people that believe that they're not okay all the time. Some people believe that they should be okay just once in a while. And other people believe hey, I should be okay most of the time. And when we take a look at this, uh, there's different perceptions and different stages of your self-esteem, but just realizes that 
we have different levels and all of us have a different perception of how we feel about ourselves against others. It's really a, when you look at yourself in the mirror, how do you feel about you? That's, that's, that's what we're talking about right now. So there are just a couple of rules I want to share with you or simple fundamental processes that you need to be aware of as you start to build the building blocks of success. Your self-esteem mirrors and allows you to grow, but it also creates a ceiling that most people aren't aware of also. In this ceiling, and sometimes it's a, a pull also, right? It helps us break through some things. But one of the things that I'd like you to make sure that you're aware of in, in, in this version that we have today for the podcast is that people earn exactly what they think they're worth. Individuals, if they believe, especially in a commissionable type job, because if they weren't, they would go get another job, another role. So that's true. No matter what you do, if you thought you were worth more, you would go find another job that will pay you more. In sales, if you think you're worth more, you will earn more. And many people that are in commissionable jobs, um, they do control and have the capacity to earn what they think they're worth. If they thought they were worth more, they would have figured out how to earn more. Second piece about this is that, which is a big one to swallow, right? We earn what we think we're worth. Let me think about it for a second. If you thought you were worth $100,000 and it's the middle of September and you're on a run rate, you're doing really well, you got six or $70,000 already paid, you got another 25,000, 30,000 in your pipeline, you got two or three cases coming up that's gonna put you over to 100, 115,000 for this year. If that's what it's looking like for you, the average person would slow down the behavior. The average person would slow down the activities that got them to be that successful because they already believe they're going to achieve the success or they already did. Look at another situation. Let's suppose whatever your monthly quota is or whatever objective that you may have, whatever normal uh, success is, doesn't make a difference again what it is. Let's take sales for a moment. Let's suppose your average month for a commission was something nice and easy around say $8,000. Now, uh, doesn't make a difference. Could be 800, 8,000, could be 80,000. But for right now, it's 8,000. That's your average. Now let's suppose, for instance, that it's the second week of September and you've already done 12,000. And you know that the following week, you have another six or 7,000 coming in. So by the end of the month, you'll accomplished two months to maybe two and a half months worth of commissions in one month. What do you think the average person does for the next 90 days, at least 60? They coast. Just like some people who recruit, they have a recruiting goal of eight or nine, and it's the middle of the year, they've already done six, they will slow down. That's why some people who believe if they're a B student and they get an A, they think they have a buffer between now and the next time because they outperformed what they thought they could. So one is you earn what you think you're worth. Second one to be aware of is that you call you communicate with, you will prospect to the same level inside of an organization that you see yourself being at. Again, let me give that to you again. You will call as high inside of an organization as your scripts will let you. So whatever market you're selling to, if you're comfortable in that marketplace, and now you have to go upstream, maybe it's to decision makers, maybe it's to 
to have a different conversation with now different players. Maybe it's the people you're talking to now that you're talking to individuals that are in the marketplace that have a higher net worth. When those things change, your self-esteem changes in how you can handle those individuals. Do you get nervous or are you comfortable? Are you doing okay with a middle manager, but all of a sudden an executive shows up, you get nervous. That's due to the perception that you believe that they are worth more than you are. You call it the level that you're comfortable with. So self-esteem has a huge piece in how we handle things. That's why outlook is really important. Now, the other piece I want to share with you, along with this, is the fifth piece, the fifth element, barrier. This is a huge piece. It's not a barrier. This is a really big building block to being successful and having a successful mindset. Unfortunately, many people, it is a barrier. And we call that futile emotional states. And what I mean by that is we all have the capacity to be physically in one place. That's where we are presently. Yet, mentally, emotionally, we can be in three places. We can be behind us in the past. We can be right where we are right now in the present. Or we can be in the future. How often do we find ourselves where we're in situations that maybe we're sitting presently with a family member, but mentally we're thinking about something that happened last week or things that we need to do tomorrow. So our mind has the ability to go many different directions. And feudal emotional states is having the capacity to control that. Let me explain what I mean. You're standing here right now. You start to think about something that happened yesterday, last week. It was in the past. Now, as you start to think about that episode, your thoughts and your feelings of what happened come back to you, just like it happened when it originally occurred. So maybe you're thinking about something. And when you start to think about what happened, more times than not, the things that we relive are not the great things. More times than not, the things we relive are not the so good things. So we start to think through, say to ourselves things like, well, I should have said this. I could have done that. Why didn't I do this? We kind of start to feel sad. As we start to feel sad, that shoulda and the coulda and the woulda, it's kind of worse. We start to say to ourselves things like, why do you always, you never get it right. We just really beat the hell out of ourselves. So when we think behind us and we feel sad about things that didn't occur, what happens next is the problem. Well, how we got there is a problem, but now this is a big problem. When all those things pop in your head, we get immobilized. And we actually believe these feelings are acceptable. We call it guilt. Guilt is an absolute futile emotional state. Guilt is a process to say that if you care, you should feel guilty. If you care, you should feel this way. 
caring has been connected to guilt. Guilt is nothing more than reliving the past episode and not letting it go. See, part of the issue is when we look in the past, we don't feel so good. Okay, I got it. But only two things can happen. Either we learn a lesson and we let it go, or we hold on to it. If we hold on to it, <laughs> that's guilt. If we hold on to it, we relive it over and over and over again, and we can't let it go. If we look at a past episode and we have the capacity to look back at it, shoulda, coulda, woulda, got it. What's my lesson? Got it. And then you got to let it go. So how we learn from the past, how we eliminate guilt is asking yourself, what was my lesson? Now that's hard. The second part's the hardest part, which is now you got to let it go. This is where the black wolf's going to jump up and keep beating you up on your shoulda, coulda, woulda. Having the capacity to say, okay, I got it. I learned from it. I'll let it go. Let it go. Remember we talked about last time, living the lifeline. You made the decision not to do or to do something. So now here we are afterwards and you're not happy about it. You didn't get the outcome you didn't, that you weren't expecting. Okay, so you're sad. Sure, you should have said this. What's your lesson? Next time, ask it. Next time, don't be afraid. Next time, don't wimp out. Next time, lean into it. Next time, don't procrastinate. As long as you get your lesson, let it go. If you can let it go, now you have experience. So when you look at things in the past, when we don't feel adequate, we have sadness. Sadness creates feelings to thought, which is guilt. So to get rid of that, we have to ask ourselves, what is our lesson? What did I learn from what happened? And you got to take real honest stock on it. That's why we can't make excuses. That's why you can't blame other things. You have to be real honest about it. What didn't happen? What did happen? Okay, you get it? Yeah. You learn from it? Yes, let it go. Oh, so powerful. And what about the other side though? What about the other side of our futile emotional states? So that's behind us. Behind us is fantastic. It's lessons, but that's it. What's behind us can drag us down and gah, it's a quicksand. Let it go. Learn from it. Let it go. The other piece we want to take a look at, move forward. So when we look at the future, when we look at the future, if, if, if we don't have security, if we don't have potential confidence or courage, it creates anxiety. Anxiety, just like sadness, is a natural feeling. You should never move away from sadness. Never move away from anxiety. Never say anxiety is a bad thing. Anxiety is a great thing. Sadness is a great thing. Frustration is a great thing. Those are natural feelings. It's what we do with them. That's the problem. So when you have anxiety, there's only one of two things that happen. Anxiety creates motivation or fear. When I talk about motivation or immobilization, that's it. So when you have anxiety, you either act or you don't. Let's take a look at this for a second. Maybe when we look at this, acting is motivation. 
immobilization is worry. See, worry is when you think about something that's in the future, but you don't do anything in the present moment to change it. So again, worry is thinking about something in the future, but doing nothing in the present moment to change it. And the worst part is when what you fear actually happens, you have the audacity to turn around and say, see, I told you so. It's like knowing a car wreck's going to happen, watching it happen, and then turn around saying, see, I told you so. So when we look at the future and you have things that are keeping you up at three o'clock at night, things that you're, you're, you're having a tough time going to sleep for, right? You're stuck mentally. What breaks anxiety is control. What breaks anxiety is action. So if you have things that are your, are your, i.e. worried about, what are the actions that you need to do to maintain or regain control? What do you have to learn? What script do you have to own? What do you have to put in the computer? What are the action items? Whatever you have to do to get it back on course, what are those action items? And again, be straight about it. You got to be very stoic about this. Once you create your to-do list and you have your actions, time to do them. That's why people will tell you, if you're a worry work, one of the ways to slowly train your brain not to worry is to say, I'm not allowed to worry between 8.30 in the morning and 9 o'clock. Do that until you don't worry for that half hour. And then you extend it another half hour. So it becomes eight to nine, then eight to 9.30, then eight to 10, so on and so on. So ultimately, if you are driving to work and commuting, when you're allowed to worry, it's the time that you leave the office until the time you pull into your driveway at home. And then when you're home, you have to be present. And present, means that your mind and your feet are in the same spot. So when you walk through the door, you say hello to your family, friends, children. You should never be thinking about what happened at work. You shouldn't be thinking about what you need to do tomorrow. What you should be thinking about is what's in front of you. So if you wanna have a capacity to control your emotions, first learn how that guilt and fear guilt and worry are a learned behavioral trait connected to caring. Guilt is part of sadness. Learn from it and let it go. Anxiety creates worry or motivation. Never be afraid of anxiety. Lean into it. Anxiety is fantastic. It means that your body's saying, hey, man, it's time to do something. Just choose the right way. When we look at feudal emotional states, one of the core building blocks to control your brain so your feet and your mind are in the same spot each time. Control what happened behind you. Learn from it and let it go. Do not let the quicksand suck you down. And don't make the future worse than it is. Don't go to well, if this has happened, then this is what's going to happen. Worry is always about if this, therefore, that will happen. You make it worse. You absolute, 
almost always look at worst case scenario and then you convince yourself that's reality when it's not. Remember, lessons and let it go for the past. For the future, what's the action items that you need to do? What do you need to do to, to gain control or at least influence the process? Then let that go. Action breaks paralysis. Action breaks anxiety every time. As we start to go through the building blocks of success, we'll be having great conversations surrounding things that are, for us, are important for our mindset when it comes to success. There's a reason that 41% of all self-made millionaires there's a reason that there's such a high demand or a high number of B students or self-made entrepreneurs. There's a reason that more C students are self-made entrepreneurs than A students. Can you believe that? Self-made millionaires, 21% are A students, 41% are Bs, 29% are C students. Realize success doesn't necessarily have to be for those individuals that have the highest IQ in school. Realize success and a lot of it will come down to your ability to have the right mindset, the right belief around vision, effort, risk, challenges, failures, roadblocks, Success. As we take our journey to the next series of building blocks of success, take a look at your mind, take a look at your desires, take a look at your motivation, learn how to start to control what goes inside, control what your mind says. When you are pressing and trying to be better than you are right now, realize the black wolf's gonna come out. Realize when you're getting outside your comfort zone, your body will scream to stay where it is. That is when you have to lean in even more. That is when you have to say to yourself, there's uncomfortability. The more your body's telling you to slow down and stop is the more you have to lean into it. It's not going to be an easy journey. For most people, especially if they're in professional sales, in the beginning of their career, they are being challenged by so much about their own beliefs and who they are, and for the first time facing challenges and roadblocks that they've never felt before either. You will find out more about yourself through the development of your attitude than most anything else. There's a reason that most successful people that you're ever going to see or read about have a successful mind. It drives everything inside of them. So I'm excited to take this journey. I'm excited to take the series as we start to start to look at past the attitude now into the behaviors, the tactics and strategies of our success. There's more attitude to come, but let's get to behavior next. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. 